Welcome to the Mariner's Church Life Group Leader Podcast. This weekly conversation is designed to equip and resource you to build a healthy life group community that studies God's Word, practices spiritual rhythms, and changes the world together. Hey, Life Group Leaders, welcome back to the Life Group Leader Podcast. This is our final week of our series, Losing It, and I have my friend Mareyu. He is joining us on the podcast. Mareyu, welcome. So excited to be here. Really good to talk to you, Life Group Leaders. We are going to be following up from Outreach Weekend. How can your group make the most of Outreach Weekend? How can you join in on the energy? How can you join in really on... 30 years of relationships that have been formed and how can groups take a part of that? And, you know, Maria, maybe the opening question I have is how can you, how can we as life group leaders begin to talk about this with our groups and inspire our groups to go serve? Yeah. First of all, life group leaders, I know you guys are doing an incredible job continuing to catalyze community and relationship within your, within your groups. I think one of the most inspirational parts about what we get to do, particularly serving with outreach, is the idea that we get to serve alongside a God who has called us to tackle big problems and big things in this world that we potentially would never have imagined. And I think when we do this, we begin to see how big God is. We begin to experience how beautiful a world that he has created and um, the spaces where we often sometimes probably ignore or unaware of, um, begin to see his heart for it. And our heart grows for who he is and understanding what it meant to be Christ as he walked on this earth. Yeah. That's great. That's great. And from a practical standpoint too, is our outreach team has 15, 16 different opportunities for life group leaders to take part in that. Yes. Yeah. And bring your groups. I mean, this is just a beautiful thing, you know, our previous senior pastor, Kenton, used to say the group that serves together stays together. And more often than not, that's because um, we get to see what it looks like to selflessly um, pursue beyond what is within the context of what we are um, used to. So on a practical level, it really does um, create a sense of community and connectedness within your group. And if I may, you begin to see different people's passions and purposes mm. rise to the level. And it's a very, um, what's the word? Um, it really begins to catalyze the spirits working in the group. And it's a, it's a fun experience when you get to serve. We have so many different experiences. Quite frankly, you might have a few areas of passion um, that are expressed in your group. So maybe you really um, are inclined to the refugee ministry or work, um, serving at the thrift store or the food pantry. But quite frankly, you can't go wrong. You can't go wrong by picking whichever serve experience you want. So if, if at all you have the chance to think through and try and piece out which one you'd want, go for it. But if you don't know what to pick, again, you know, you really can't go wrong with it. Yeah. And even just seeing this, last uh, last fall, like a year ago, we went to Kenya together. Oh, what a time. And what a time. It just, you like stirred up a memory that I had mm-hmm. of we had a whole group there and we're seeing things, we're experiencing things, we're growing together. Yeah. And very quickly you could see through our whole group for all the different experiences you brought us to, all the different partners you brought us to meet and engage with, you could see different people starting, whoa, you have a you have a passion for that. Well, you have a passion for that. We all went in with the same level of knowledge, which was none. And we all walked away like, 
oh, this resonated with me. This resonated with me. And the impact that that's had a year later, mm-hmm. like someone from that same group is going back this year. Yeah. Going back as a leader, like a yeah. co-leader this year. I know, helping me lead the team this year. Yeah. Yeah. Other people have been on a Zoom call with our partners, mm-hmm. continuing to to talk and have conversations. And the only way that was possible is by getting a group of people outside of their comfort zone, getting them to serve and watching God do something in their heart. And not everybody, it's not like if you go and serve with VOR, everybody's going to be, oh, oh, this, everybody's passionate. Mm -hmm. But it might stir something in one or two people in your group that never would have had that experience without you as a leader bringing that to them. Yeah, and one thing that I mean is worth explicitly saying is there is a risk. There's a relational risk because yeah, yeah. you're putting yourself out there to see what God is going to do um, with you. There might be things in your life that you've never really been courageous enough to face, um, but this is the moment when God brings it um, to a head. And that's what we experienced in Kenya. So many of these people we're talking about are serving now because God stirred something in their heart. Yeah. He helped them deal with or face certain things in their lives. And now it's just a fantastic experience watching them do this. And there's always that anchor point where you have this group of people who are able to call out and really pour into one another. And that's what I really hope for your groups, um, Life Group Leaders. Like, you will not just see people's passions come to surface, but as a group, you will just be the fuel for each other's passions um, yeah. they, as they continue to pursue what God is putting in their hearts. It's awesome. I love yeah. it so much. Yeah, It's a risk experience. So you're risking, you're going out on a limb, but the reward that comes from it, mm-hmm. the way your group bonds and leaders think back to Rooted, mm-hmm. think back to put yourself in your facilitator shoes. It, it wasn't a like, hey, should we, when should we? Your facilitator was actually like, hey, here's a couple serve opportunities that we are going to do. And we made sure that in your 10 weeks of Rooted, you did a prayer experience, you did a serve experience. We we kind of, hey, this is what you were doing. And look at how that brought your group together. Yeah. And you might be saying, oh, our group's already together. There are depths and levels of relationships that sometimes you can't access those levels and depths unless you go and do something. Yep. So you're, for your group, it might be just showing up to the thrift store. You're saying, oh, my group's there. <laughs> and it's this idea of, okay, what's your next step? Yes. Like you, you haven't arrived. Yeah. And I can't wait for the day when my group, my life group, maybe we go on a faith adventure. Yeah. Even we start in Mexico for one day. Let's go. Let's do it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and I did a one day, we did a one day faith adventure in Mexico yes, a couple months ago. Yeah. And just the relationships formed oh, one day. It's so beautiful. Yeah. I still, I still text with some of the people we met that time. It's so, it's so exciting. Yeah. 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 And I'm bringing back to uh, what the discussion looks like. One of the things that is important for you to note is, we get to engage with individuals or people who would be considered as an outside, as an outsider. I'm thinking through just different people who've come to serve and different life group experiences. You know, I had a group where it, it was just so random where three people had actually grown up as refugees mm. and they never really thought about that part of their lives. And so when they came to face this, there was just a part of their story that they never incorporated into who they were. And God lovingly brought that. Um, into their into their particular space, and so I think there's um there's an aspect of of um, being able to see uh, what or who's marginalized that really begins to stretch our hearts to experience what God wants us to do, whether it be to deepen our relationship with Him, like you're talking about that risk factor, 
or even just an awareness, an awareness of the people who are living outside of the settings that we probably would never have um, been able to um, even notice. Yeah, more experience. I think about living in Irvine. One of the things that always, always um, is just really wild to comprehend is it, to some degree, is considered as illegal to be homeless in Irvine. Mm-hmm. And more often than not, those who are experiencing homelessness are taken to a different part of the um, a different part of the county. And so, if you spend your time in Irvine, you know, you go to work in Irvine, live in Irvine, it's very unlikely that you're actually gonna. Um, see that level of poverty. Um, but those are the people who God loves and God has called us to come alongside. And so sometimes we really do have to take an extra larger step, especially considering the community we live in, yeah. um, to uh, see what it is that God has for us beyond the spaces we've been able to live and play in. Yeah. Yeah. So that's like that's who we're we're serving when we when we serve with outreach. Yes. So coming alongside them as we as we serve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's an invitation to one of the things that's powerful about it is and I think of it as really Christ creating this level of um, connectedness. Sorry, I'm off to the race to Dallas, but I go for it. Creating this level of connectedness because it's easy for us to think of it as um, we're coming in to serve, we're coming in to help. And there is a practical nature to it that I won't um, take away from it. But um, the invitation we always want people to understand is the way Christ came to save us, help us, was he emptied himself. He let go of all that was accorded to him as a son of man, and came as man to experience life as we do. Now, I'm not trying to say, you know, go out and um, live like um, those who are living on the margins, but it's an invitation into empathy, to actually mm-hmm. understand we're coming alongside people on a long-term journey. Because, the, you know, the greatest pain of poverty is this, Dallas. It's not lack. It's being ignored, mm-hmm. right? And when people feel like they are less than, yeah. That's where the difficulty comes in. That's where the pain is. People will figure out life if they don't have stuff. Yeah. But people don't know how to live if they're seen as less than human. Mm-hmm. That's just taking away their dignity. And so in as much as we're responding practically to certain needs, the most important aspect of what we get to do is trying to restore dignity through relationship. And that's where the risk comes in. Because it's easy to come in and just serve, you know, put a few things in bags and get the practical nature of it done. Yeah. But to sit in that line as somebody's waiting um, the food pantry and get to know them, hear their story, empathize with them, pray alongside them, and even share your own story um, around how, um, you know, life, uh, what life looks like for you is where you see the risk come in. And that's where God meets you in a very powerful and deep way. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm reminded of our VOR, Voice of Refugee. How yeah. We served all throughout the pandemic. Yes. And... I would bring groups there, but I wouldn't tell them fully what we're doing because yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I had this thought, if I told them everything that they were about to do, they would say no. Yeah. So I, I would say, hey, let's go serve together. We're going to go to a different city. You're going to see a different side of town, maybe experience something maybe you've never seen. Yeah. And we're going we're gonna to help people get food. Yeah. What I didn't tell them was we were actually going to go deliver the food to their door. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we packed bags and- mm-hmm. Yeah, the team's laughing, like joking. You got we built relationships, beautiful. And then the time came, like, okay, all those bags, take take ten of them, put them in your car, uh, and we're gonna text you the addresses. And here's the phone numbers. What? All of a sudden, we're knocking on doors, and you know, people are like, what what do I say to them? I'm like, have a conversation, Mm -hmm. pray with them. People getting invited into homes and hearing the beautiful stories. And even for me personally, that stretched me. It stretched me in a way 
it's like, oh, I, I did not know I was like the first time I did mm-hmm. not know I was signing myself up for this. Mm-hmm. And it's so beautiful, yeah. restoring dignity, hearing stories, mm-hmm. seeing that God is just so good yeah. for everything. Yeah. Amen to that. And I think, um, and, you know, honestly, testament to what has continued through that is that those families continue to build a relationship with Marianas. Like those yeah. who, I, I do not doubt that some of the podcasts who have done that or have served in one shape, form, or size, um, continue to uh, do so. And seeing seeing these families build relationship with Marianas has made it so much easier um, for them to see that we are here for them. We are that mm-hmm. light um, that um, God has asked us to be at top of a hill. And um, it really is because of that, because of the relationships that have been built, because of the willingness to step out in risk um, and do that, because of people being able to face that discomfort that comes that comes from it. And the thing I think I think about always is just the reality of going into a space like that and seeing how vulnerable a community can be on an individual is, I think, reflects a sense of, man. I don't know what I'd do with that level of vulnerability, yeah. but I'd hope that that really reminds you that's who we were before Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Without Christ, we truly um, were lost. Like we we were, you know, um, spiritually poor um, before the Lord came and restored us in that in that way. And so I think there's, there's definitely a connection beyond the risk because there is really a deep experience, um, but I think it parallels very closely to the deep experience of knowing, wow, I would genuinely be nothing were it not for Christ. Yeah. And we want your we want your groups to experience that. Mm-hmm. We want you to experience that. And I think even as leaders, yes, we are the leader, but it's for us to experience as well. Yeah. So practically speaking, there's two ways you can say, Hey, who wants to do a serve? Mm-hmm. Who wants to go serve with outreach? Yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah, sure, I guess. <laughs> Versus leading that moment yeah. is Hey, in the next month, we're going to go serve together. Mm-hmm. We're going to schedule a time. Yep. Leaders, go on the Life Group Leader portal. It's where we have just as Life Group Leaders and Serve Champions, assign a Serve Champion to help you delegate that out, where you can see all the opportunities. Yeah. Bring one, two, three, and just say, here's here's one, two, or three. Like, which one are we going to pick? Everybody move something on your calendar. Like, that's the practical leading side. Yep. And sometimes you just have to do that to get your people to experience this. There's who's on the other side of your obedience. Who's going to be on the other side? Who are you going to impact? How are you going to be impacted? Because I think your group is going to be impacted more than anyone else. So leaders, practically speaking, see that. Come to our huddle this Monday night. We're going to talk more about this. There are so many opportunities with Outreach Weekend. And we want all of our groups... And I say all of our groups to take advantage of this. You're going to build out a plan and you are going to set a serve opportunity there. So get get ahead of it. This is how you lead your group through that. Ray, any any parting wisdom or words for our life group leaders? Yeah, I would say this. Um, I've, I've had so many serve experiences and I know so much happens. Like it really is like a little... Um, long-term discipleship experience within a couple of hours. And it's very easy for all of that to be put on the back burner because it is a lot. Um, I think of it as just like a, you know, imagine if you were given like, I mean, maybe you'd love this, but imagine if you're given like a hundred pound steak. That's just Mm. too much to to take on um, at once. But I would say for you as life group leaders and serve champions, um, take time to process it. All right. Pull your people back. And just asking these three questions. What did you see? 
what did you hear and what do you feel the Lord is telling you? And you'd be surprised um, how much the Spirit draws out as a, as a result of that. If you want yeah. to take it to an extra level, feel free to give people a practical next step of what ways would you like to get, um, would you like to get involved? And ask your group the exact same thing. And um, I always, I'm a huge, huge proponent of, of affirming people because the word, the world does enough to, to, to remind us how inadequate we are. Yeah. But very rarely um, do we find ourselves in spaces where our community and people around us are reminding us of who God thinks we are. And you're going to see this happen. Um, as people begin to serve, you're going to see certain things sparked in them. Affirm these things. Ask your group to affirm one another and see what God does um, with that sense. And so I'd, I'd say take some time, reflect on it, affirm one another, um, and continue to pray that the Lord would deepen your hearts um, for whatever it is that um, he has for you as a group. And so that's that's what I'd, I'd finish off with saying. I know we um, there's so much that Eric discusses um, when, he, when he talks about this particular thing. There's definitely going to be a few interesting things that come up in your conversations about loving the city yeah. and realizing that um, the reality of some of the spaces you're going to get into really do have a political um, edge to them, but now I know full well that we've been invited to pursue it from a biblical perspective. Yeah. yeah, Some of these may parallel or may, if I may, contrast with some of your own personal um, personal convictions or social beliefs. But nonetheless, I invite you to explore boldly um, mm-hmm. what it is that the Lord has for you um, in that space. And so know full well that it, it is quite the experience. It is a, like a small um, experience where you get a, a giant long-term discipleship um, yeah, output as a result of it. So I'm excited for you guys. Man, yeah. let's uh, let's go, guys. <laughs> Thank you, Maria. Thanks for being on. Thank you, Life Group leaders, for listening in. And we can't wait to see you this this Monday for our huddle. See you those. Yeah, see you one day. Take care, guys.